0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the season finale of Money in the Middle podcast for season one. We thank you for joining us this far on the journey. And we definitely have a pretty good uh, show for you today. And, you know, buckle up and let's finish off strong. Peace. Peace. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding but only delights in airing his own opinion on our last episode we decided to enter to integrate if you will uh, a quote from Proverbs and this likewise is a quote from Proverbs uh, and we'll we'll continue to do that as time goes on and the reason for that is is that there's such a tremendous amount of wisdom. Uh, especially for, for all people. But in this case, uh, especially for folks in the middle that comes from, from the, the book of Proverbs and the Bible. So uh, I'm going to read that scripture one more time. You know, I wanted to give you context. It says, A fool shows no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinion. And what does that mean? Uh, that's Proverbs 18 by the way. What does that mean? It it, it means that instead of learning and taking the opportunity to understand what we see and what's going on and the the, the signs of the time, if you will, everyone has something to say. There seems to be a tremendous collective noise that's happening. But Not much understanding, you know, not much uh, listening to truly understand what's going on, right? And it is my hope that we are able to kind of silence that noise a bit so that when you listen to us, you know, we can offer some true understanding, some insights on the current events and things that are happening in the marketplace today. Throughout the course of the season, You know, we talked a lot about, you know, we did some learning topics like understanding cash flow, understanding banking and retail banking, which I think in season two, we will talk a little bit more about uh, understanding banking, retail banking, some of the policies and procedures and some of the regulations around uh, banking that affects all of us. Right. Uh, We also talked about inflation a bit. We talked about entitlement and we talked about uh, some real estate stuff, which was really great. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and I think that it's important to really keep that focus on the things that people in the middle care about, or just people. When I say people in the middle, I don't mean it in a derogatory sense, or that one subset or a group of people is better than another. I'm talking about everyday people who are, um, you know, working. Grinding, hustling to make ends meet or that are working to build a better life and future for their children, their children's children, et cetera. You know, so that's most people in the, in the, in America. I mean, I think we talked about on one of our episodes how the reason that around every election season, the number one focus is the middle class, the middle class, this, the middle class, that. And the, the reason for that is that it's the middle class that truly drives the American economy, the middle class that generally are the small business owners. it's the middle class that are the small business proprietors, right? Who there is the small is the middle class that are the small business supporters, right? And, and, you know, you know, so there's that's always why that's why, if you will, the focus is always on that group of people, especially around. Um, election season when it's time to make some pretty big decisions. So today, you know, uh, as we reflect and uh, prepare to go forward, I I am sitting back with my uh, New York uh, gyro and grill platter, you know, my uh, uh, beverage, which is uh, Coca-Cola, you know, no product placement, if you will. And my AJ Fernandez New World Cigar. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm introspective and in reflecting on, you know, the, the course of the podcast, some things that we've decided to make some updates on, some things we decided to add, some things we decided to change. You know, and I think that as we go forward, I really want to uh, bring some better insights in. Some better value to you. So uh, this is a good opportunity to say if you have suggestions or some things you want to hear, feel free to reach out to us. Right. The other thing is um, going into season two, we are going to bring on some hosts and some guests, you know, different lenders, different bankers, investors and things of that nature. So that'll definitely be worth tuning in. Um, Today really is about reflection but it's also about um, quieting the noise, learning to quiet the noise and hear for understanding. So think about that as we're listening to this podcast today. How do we quiet the noise and listen for understanding? I've been in sales and financial service now, financial services now over over twelve years or so. Sales more than fifteen, but financial services and sales uh, over twelve years now. And um, one of the recurring themes, or one of the recurring things that generally comes in when you're thinking about how to be successful as a salesperson or successful as a financial professional or a financial services professional no matter what it is right whether you're a financial advisor you're a personal banker whether you are a uh, insurance broker you know a commercial lender residential lender, mortgage broker, intermediary etc it doesn't matter right what I found to be the number one uh, contributor to becoming successful, is being a good listener, right? And I know that that sounds pretty cliche to say, and uh, a lot of times it's it's difficult to uh, quantify being a good listener. You know, especially since there's not usually, or not always, if you will, a direct result or outcome. A at- well, there's always an outcome, but there's not always a direct result, tangible result that is that comes from being a good listener, right? But being a good listener is something that will help you to be successful as well as to quiet the noise, right? And the first thing that one needs to do in order to, quote, quiet the noise and get on the path to becoming a good listener, uh, as well as making sound decisions based on understanding is introspection, right? Introspection is taking into account and to deep thought one's own motives, activities, mental state, etc., right? So the the in short, the question is asking yourself why am I x or what am I looking for, right? Once you have identified you know what it is that you're looking for, or why you are a certain way. Only then, and only then, will you be able to uh, make a significant change or for the better, right? But you know, you guys should know me by now. There's always somebody that has something to say about something, right? And but I try to, I try to be practical and offer practical advice or offer practical thoughts on how to put things into practice. So, I'm going to talk about the four different types of listening skills that can help you uh, reach understanding quicker. Get into the four different types of uh, listening skills. I'll ask a question, and I'll pause for some introspection, right? Why is it important to listen for understanding? Or why is it important to uh, get understanding? Well, obviously, I'm not going to pause too long because, uh, you know, this is a a podcast, but scripture says the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it cost everything you have, get understanding. You know, and and uh, you know, you hear that sort of stuff and then you you got to ask yourself, well, why why what is it about understanding that is so costly or that's so expensive or that's so important rather that I would trade everything that I have so that I can have it, so that I can get it, right? And uh, an example, uh, just a quick example, would be a a quick story. So I am sure that you all have by now heard or have seen the headline: Dave Chappelle uh, kills affordable housing deal in his hometown in Ohio, right? Or some in, in his little town in Ohio, right? That's the noise. The noise said. Dave Chappelle kills affordable housing deal. Yada, 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 right? Creators were coming out. Oh my gosh, Dave Chappelle punching down on my people. Da, 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 da. And, um, you know, just based on the headlines of a one-sided story. That's something else. Maybe I'll get my wife on to talk about the the uh, detriments of a one-sided story, but that's not for me, right? But with no understanding, everyone just kind of went right at, his neck and was like, Look, you said all this stuff in the name of equality, etc., but killed an affordable housing deal. Well, when you pulled back the onion, when everyone pulled back the onion and started to see the true picture of what was going on in Dave Chappelle's district and why he decided to pull, you know, why he was threatening to take his funding off the table or his tax, his tax, uh, his tax dollars off the table. um, If they went forward with the so-called affordable housing deal is that, well, it turns out that that project wasn't really affordable in the first place. Right. It was something that they had slapped the name affordable housing on Which, in my opinion, and as someone who does deal with, you know, some federal, you know, new markets, tax credits, low low income housing tax credits and things of that nature. In my opinion, this company and this is just my opinion, I don't know this to be true, but, you know, in my opinion, this company likely was trying to benefit from some sort of tax benefits like the low income housing tax credits, uh, which is why they would slap, quote unquote, affordable housing on housing that's $300,000 and up in a small town, right? And once the truth of the matter came out, everyone who had initially uh, had a a bad word or, you know, a critical thought to say about or against Dave Chappelle for this, for his sentiments, had to come back and apologize, right? Right? because it wasn't a truly affordable project and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that was going to benefit the townspeople, uh, by calling it affordable. It just, you know, and generally people, when you hear affordable, it starts to give you, uh, you think that the riffraff and all that's going to come to your, your neighborhood, et cetera. You know, that's, that's a conversation for another day. The point that I'm making is, When you listen to the noise without seeking understanding of the true scenario or the true uh, situation, you find yourself in the initial position that we that we talked about. A fool has no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing their own opinion, you know, and when you do that, it is you make yourself look like the fool, right? Which is why it's important to seek understanding, to to listen, to understand. And it's important to really peel back the onion, if you will, or, or find out all the facts before you just start going off on your tangents about something that you don't really know about, right? And the reason that that's important The reason that that's important is that oftentimes folks in the middle become consumed with what's going on around them uh, to a point where it's almost obsessive. Right. And anything that is obsessive or anything that is overly consumptuous tends to overtake you. And if you're overtaken by noise with no understanding Then you cannot effectively push forward Or progress to a place that's healthy Or to a place that is uh, that brings you peace, comfort, contentment, etc <clears throat> Back to listening there are four <coughs> basic uh there are four basic principles of listening or styles of listening. The first is full listening, full F U L L listening. Full listening involves paying close attention to what the speaker is conveying. It often involves the use of active listening techniques such as paraphrasing what's been said, uh as well as, you know, repeating it back. I do this a lot, actually. Uh, You know, I'll even stop and say, hey, let me repeat that back to you to make sure that you understand, right? Full listening is usually used in like a classroom or when you're learning a new task, okay? Another style of listening is critical listening. Critical listening involves uh, using uh, systematic reasoning and careful thought to analyze the speaker's message and separate fact from opinion. (coughs) Excuse me. Critical listening is often used in situations where the speaker may have a certain agenda or goal as, you know, for example, watching political debates or listening to a salesperson or uh, listening to someone who's pitching you a product or service. We're going to come back to that because this is basically the point that I'm making. But anyway. The next is therapeutic listening. Therapeutic listening means allowing a friend, colleague, or a family member to discuss their problems. It involves emphasizing and applying supportive nonverbal cues such as nodding, maintaining eye contact, uh, empathizing expressions, oh, anybody who knows me knows my face, oh. Uh, I am, I will be honest with you, I am not the best at therapeutic listening, Uh, so what I do to combat that, especially in situations where I know that the party that's talking to me is in deep distress, uh, I usually look away and just listen, right, so that I can hear what they're saying without uh, making them feel a certain way for, um, for not, uh, for not, you know, not being super emotional, right? And the, the the final is deep listening. Deep listening occurs when you are committed to understanding the speaker's perspective. It involves paying attention to both verbal and nonverbal cues, such as words being used, the speaker's body language, and their tone, This is the type of listening that helps build trust and rapport, uh, and it helps others feel comfortable in expressing their thoughts and opinions. Now, the two that we will generally focus on here uh, is going to be deep listening and critical listening, right? Now, make no mistake, critical listening is not so much about Listening for the sake of criticizing. As we just read, critical listening involves using systematic reasoning and careful thought to analyze the speaker's method, message, right? Using critical listening is what we need to utilize. That skill is what we need to utilize when we're listening to politicians who are talking about you know, uh, economic policy, inflation, or you know, different, uh, different uh, things that systematic or systemic things that are going on within our society and our community. We need to use critical listening so that we can decipher thoughtfully what is true, what is propaganda what is pandering, what is uh, fact, what is opinion, you know, what's constitutional, what's not. We should listen to our politicians. We should listen to our employers with a critical listening, uh, with our critical listening ears on, where we are taking the information that they've provided to us and using careful thought and analysis to make our own decisions, right? And you we we pair that with deep listening, right? And the reason that we want to pair critical listening with deep listening, because it, it also allows you and I to determine if the person who is speaking to us is in fact intentionally being truthful. Or if they are in fact intentionally being non-truthful, right? Or or if they just really don't know, right? I mean, if we assume a positive intent on every interaction that we have, you know, it, it's a great possibility that some folks just don't know; they just have no clue, right? And you shouldn't hold that against them. You know, it, it is what it is, right? You, you know, and if, but if when the question is what happens when they find out the truth. Do they come back and make right what was misstated or what was misspoken? Or do they try and cover it up with, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, things have changed or, you know, that wasn't the true then. But it's true that like, come on, man. Once you lose trust, you've lost it. Right. But I, I think that it's very dangerous for us what we are doing in the middle now in the middle, and the United States is extraordinarily divided right now, right? There are racial divides, there are political divides, there are uh, religious divides, there are community and cultural, and don't get me wrong, right? Don't get me wrong. I think that people should uh, have their own culture, community, etc., and a group of people that they call their quote-unquote tribe, right? At the same sense, there are more commonalities and more common goals for all of us that we can potentially agree on than there are uh, divisions and divisiveness. And I think that if people listened for what the speaker was actually saying, as well as apply deep listening to determine if what the speaker is saying is inten- intentionally uh, misleading, truthfully, et cetera, that that will provide us an opportunity to make more sound decisions around occupation, you know, finances, saving, purchasing a home, etc. But when you've got your political pundits who boast of, uh, Oh, we, we've created the most jobs in the world. And, uh, in the last five years, right. Um, which this is not a political podcast. I don't care about either, either major party or not, you know, but, uh, here's an example, right? Our most recent president, our current president says, Oh, we've created the most jobs that we've seen in the last two years. Right? Well, we also laid off or eliminated the most jobs in the last two years due to COVID nineteen, where businesses were literally closing and couldn't reopen. And now that all those people have reentered the workforce, now it's all oh yeah, we've created jobs. That is the type of stuff that you have to listen to and determine. Like, hey, is this truth, or is this, uh, or is this something that is intended to manipulate me, right? And identifying the truth from a lie helps you prevent airing your own opinion and thus becoming a fool. Ultimately, the underlying theme or premise or point, if you will, is that we should. Be thoughtful and mindful when we are seeing headlines or listening to news and trying to make, you know, trying to make sense of all that's going on. There's a lot going on. I mean, you know, there's geopolitical issues, there's rumors of, uh, you know, or, or talks of uh, uh, international incident, potential world war You know, inflation being the highest that it's been in 40 years. Inflation also being a a detriment to the economy, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency being hated by major investors and overregulation and trucker strikes and all that. There's a lot going on. And excuse me, and not rightly dividing or truthfully understanding how to separate the noise from the facts is what has historically caused all of us a lot of harm. And a perfect example is that the gunman who ran down on a pizza shop in D.C., right, under the idea that, oh, there's a, a child sex ring in this pizza shop. Now, I have no problem with conspiracy theories. Uh, I have no problem with, uh, you know, folks who 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 hear something they disagree with and want to take action. You know, but we we have to be able to to determine from all sides of the political landscape, all sides of religious or whatever. We have to be able to listen and determine what is right, what's wrong before we act. Well. Uh, I, it's been another heavy one, right? Uh, again, this, this week's Stogie Stogie of the week is AJ Fernandez, new world, uh, very smooth, very airy and light. So I love it. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully you guys find value in these podcasts. And if you, you know, again, reach out to us, if you want us to, uh, if there's a topic you want us to cover, if you want to join us, if you want to be a part, we'd love to hear your voice. Until next time, this has been Money in the Middle Podcast. We will see you again on March 4th. I want to say, I think it's March 4th. Is the next, uh, when, yeah, March 4th, which is uh, in about a week, you know, not next week, but the week after next, we'll be back with season two until next time. Godspeed.